Welcome to the Mindset Reload. I'm your host, John Robertson. And on today's episode, we will recap episode three, Build a Better Boat, with special guest, Mr. Chad Reed. We hope that you guys had an opportunity to listen to the show and that you guys liked it. Please continue to share, like, and follow all of our content. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. When shopping for affordable and customizable insurance coverage, look no further than Rustic Ridge Insurance Services of Rome, Georgia. Rustic Ridge Insurance Services specialize in small business and farm insurance, as well as personal auto and property needs. Now serving Georgia and Alabama, contact Rustic Ridge Insurance Services at 706-622-2484. That's 706-622-2484. Call now to protect your assets. Welcome to the Mindset Reload. I am your host, John Robertson. And on today's episode, I got Mr. Chad Reed in the house, and we will be recapping episode three, Build a Better Boat. Mr. Chad, how you doing, sir? John, I'm doing great, bud. How about you? Man, I can't complain. It's been a busy week. Looking forward to a busy year. I know you guys are over there where you're, what you're doing. You'll go into detail about that later on. Um, You had a chance to listen to the episode from yesterday, right? I did. All right. Um, what are some thoughts you had on that? Man, I thought it was great. Um, I really like what you're doing here um, and really <clears throat> focus, focusing on changing the mindset and encouraging that in others. Um, you know, I, I thought that the analogies that you had as far as um, how a captain would steer a boat and how it needs to have a clear vision and clarity was was great and you know we'll we'll touch on that here in a minute um but yeah man i took a lot out of it and i appreciate that because i know you're you uh you have a lot to do with business development yourself and it means a lot coming from you and you know my biggest goal for doing this podcast is to try to to change one percent a day you know in somebody's mind right like I'm not trying to brainwash people or I'm not trying to change their way of thinking or anything like that. All I'm saying is this is how I see it, take it, you know, um, or don't, but there's something in these episodes that everybody can use that they can grow from. And as a matter of fact, every time I get finished with one, I listen to my own episode like five or six times and I pick up on stuff that I said that I was like, man, I really need to practice that more, you know, myself, you know, and, Heck, last night at the end of at the end of the conclusion of um, that episode, you know, I said that thing about progress, and I made a little video of it. Man, that that was just perfect. You know, it says, "Hey, I am a work in progress," and the fact is, I don't think I ever want to not be a work in progress, because as long as you're a work in progress, you are progressing. That's right. And it just it just came to me, you know. And now that's my favorite quote. You know? Well, you know. I've coached for over 20 years. I've coached athletes, um, competition cheerleading to, to be specific. And I would always tell my athletes, all that I'll ask for you is to get 1% better every day. If you're, if you get 1% better than you were the day before, that's all I want. Because at the end of the day, if you do the math and extrapolate that, then in one year, you'll get 365% better than you were when you started. So as a coach, that's all I want from my kids. Um, 
and personal and business is the same way. Like if we can be 1% better than we were the day before, um, 1% better husband, 1% better business owner, um, 1% better friend, you know, that's as long as we're getting better and we're making progress, you know, life's going to be good. That's right, man. I mean, as long as you're not going backwards, right? As long as you're going forward. And I mean, there's going to be bumps in the road. There's, there's days you're not going to get to everything you want to get to. I mean, it just happens. Life happens, right? right? The thing is, if people practice these for, I would say, 90 days, and you can give your opinion on that in a minute. So I think if you really hunker down and you say, this is my accountability for 90 days, you know, I'm going to go to the gym three days a week, which is what I did starting in June. And then turn to five and then to seven. You know, I'm going to create a to-do list. These are the things I want to do. This is where I want to be. I want these credit cards paid off. I want these bills paid. This is where I want to be 90 days from now. If you just bust your ass to get to that, you set those guardrails up, brother. You know what right. I mean? And even though you have an off day, it automatically reminds yourself, hey, I've got to get back on track. Right? So in your your experience, do you think 90 days is enough? I don't know if you've read the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. I have not. But I, I highly suggest that because building habits and creating habits, it, it depends on what kind of habit that you're trying to create. If it's going to the gym, I think 90 days is a good goal. Um, some things will take longer, but um, I think I think – if, if you want to put it in a vacuum, I, th I think 90 days is a good a good gauge on building and creating better habits. Um, That's what know, I'm referring to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, going to the gym, there's, there's so much that can be mirrored with going to the gym and in business or in life. You know, the gym and fitness, there's so many principles that you can learn by changing yourself there right um <clears throat> you know we can it like you can go to the gym and perfect example and this is what i've done like i've i got out of that habit for a while and i've just started going back and the goals that i wanted to create and the habits that i wanted to create to reach my goal was to just go to the gym five days a week um yeah. Now, what I do when I get there, I may just walk. I may just get on the treadmill and walk, or I may lift. I try to lift two or three days a week. Um, I can walk or around my neighborhood, but I wanted to go to the gym to create that habit of actually going so that right. when I want to add more days lifting, I've already created that habit. Right. And that's what you know, I'm getting at. You know, I don't think 90 days is like, hey, you're you're beginning and end. I'm just saying I think it takes 90 days of what we used to call in football muscle memory, right? Yeah. Just getting used to that new lifestyle. Because to me, you know, people are like, man, I'm on a fitness journey. No. A journey has a destination, Chad. It's a lifestyle change. Don't ever right. be on a journey. A journey is a season, right? Right. So what I'm saying is I think of people, because, you know, people listening – they, if they haven't ever applied any of this stuff that we're talking about, I'm just want to try to give them like a, a rule to go by. Like, Hey, give it your best for 90 days. And if you give it your best for 90 days, I feel like it's going to sink in like a sponge 
and you're going to not know how not to do that anymore. Yep. I agree. And like me, I started working out for the first time since really since high school, which we, you know, in the nineties <laughs> Yeah. and you know, like I, like I do now. Um, and I was like, man, I just want to go three days a week. Let me just get going three days a week. You know, and the way I had to go, because if you go in the morning and you go after work, you'll talk yourself out of it. So I was fortunate enough that the job I was working on had a gym right next door to it. So I went during lunch. One, it stopped me from eating bad. I would meal prep, and I'd go for an hour during lunch. Mm -hmm. And it was right next door, so it was convenient. So now, like, if I do not go to the gym, if I miss one day, dude, I feel so ashamed of myself because it created accountability. I think there's a fine line there. I think <clears> – <throat> And it goes into to the mindset that you put yourself into and a healthy mindset. Um, I'm working with a nutritionist and I also have a strength coach. And one thing that they have talked to me about is creating that, creating that healthy mindset when it comes to what I eat and when I work out. Um, you know, sometimes at our age, life gets in the way, you know, we're not in school five days a week and we don't have weight as a class anymore. Um, I think <clears throat> the guilt that we put on ourselves can be a little heavy sometimes. Absolutely. And I think that if we're not careful that that can lead to a really dark place. If, if we don't keep that in check, if we don't set up the right guardrails, guardrails and keep that part of our mindset in check. Right. And, you know, that can lead us into, you know, one of the talk points we're going to talk about taking ownership of failure. Yep. Right. So what, what's your thoughts on, on that? Well, I'm a big, so <clears throat> just a little uh, background on me. I have <laughs> over the past, well, I set a goal last year of reading 12 books in a year. Um, I wanted to read one, one book a month and I ended up reading 40. Um, I have been on this kick about, I don't listen to music in my car anymore. I read, or I listen to audiobooks and podcasts. That's all I listen to. Same. Um, so one of my favorite books is Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. And Jocko, first of all, if you wanted to, wanted to draw a picture of the perfect Navy SEAL, of how he looks and how he sounds is Jocko. Um, he's a retired Navy SEAL. He's written several leadership books who, which have become bestsellers. And he has a book that he co-wrote with a SEAL buddy of his, and it's called Extreme Ownership. And Jocko, he, he's a strong advocate for taking full ownership of your failures. And he emphasizes the importance of being accountable for your mistakes and using them as learning opportunities to improve in the future. Uh, right. You know, and he also, and he, he also encourages leaders because he's big on talking to CEOs. He also encourages leaders to lead by example, by taking ownership of their own failures and not blaming others. And I learned that the hard way because I owned a business business back in our hometown of Rome just a few years ago. Me and a buddy of mine started a cheer gym and it started off great. 
and things were things were rolling and I decided to step away and go to film school. So I was done. It was a clean break. Things things were great there. Um, but then after a few years, I decided to move back. And it had gone over a few different ownership changes at that point. And it was about to close down. And so my old partner called me back and he said, hey, you know, I don't know if you're interested, but I hear the gym's about to close. If you wanted to buy it back and t try to save it, I'm sure that you could at a very low price. Which, by the way, you know, so <clears throat> I thought about it and I prayed about it. And I, in, in my mind, if it was going to close since I opened it, I should be the one to close it. That was in my mind. Well, here's a pro tip for you. Never buy a business based on being sentimental. That's not a good plan. Um, <clears throat> so the guy that I bought it from, it was in bad shape. He had told me numbers that weren't true. And so I bought it on false pretenses. It, it was just a whole mess. Okay. Um, and about a year or two later, I had to close the gym because I couldn't save it because it was that far gone. And for a long time, I blamed him for it. I blamed him for the fact that I spent a lot of money that I shouldn't have spent on buying the gym back. It cost my own personal finances. Like I put my whole savings into it. I ended up with my home in foreclosure. I, I ended up filing bankruptcy and it all stemmed from that one decision. And I blamed him for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm still paying on the gym. There, there's stuff that I'm still paying on. And that was back in 2015 when I bought it. Mm. And I closed it in 17. But it took for my own personal heart to say, you know what, that was, that was all on me. Like I'm the one that decided I saw the red flags. I shouldn't have done it. I knew I shouldn't have done it, but I moved forward with it. So I'm the one that put myself into that position. Right. It took a long time for me to own that mistake. It's a hard pill to swallow, Chuck. It is. But it's also one of those things where that just goes to show that how much we care about something passionately isn't always going to give you a return. You know, right. you can say that about relationships. Obviously, that was a relationship. You had a emotional tie to that gym. Mm -hmm. You had started it. You didn't want it to fail. And you wanted to be the one if in charge of saving it or if it closed, closing it, right? Right. Um, it's not a failure, brother, because you've learned from that, right? Oh, 100%. And that that big mistake has led me to what I'm doing today in coaching and training other gym owners and cheer coaches to not do what I did and to kind of, you know, we always want to go back, you know, if I knew then what I know now kind of thing. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of doing to cheer coaches and gym owners now is I'm educating them on what to do and what not to do based right. on my mistakes. So taking ownership of that has led me to where I am now. And 
I mean, I'm in a great place, but it took me having to take ownership of my mistakes, both in my head and my heart. That's, that's the key there. You, you have to do it in your heart. Absolutely. Well, man, you know, I compliment you for that. Okay. I do. I compliment you. I know it was a, a growing period and yeah. I know it hurt like hell. Okay. Oh, it, oh, it did. Well, you it's, know, it, it's, it's embarrassing too. Well, it hurt. Yeah. It hurt emotionally, mentally, oh, physically, yeah. For sure. and financially. And those are the four things that I try to heal on every episode. But look at what you're doing now, man. And I know, I know it doesn't make it easier, but you will prosper because of that. And that's what this show is about is to tell people, you know, no matter how hard it hits, you're going to learn something. So now you've learned not what to do, which is an easy term to say, but now you can go on down a path where you're training other people not to make the same mistakes you, you did. You're not going to make the same mistake again. And who knows what, what line of business is going to open up for you. Exactly. So even though it was a huge, huge um, shot in the heart, right? Even though it was a huge investment loss for you, it may potentially be your biggest investment return for the rest of your life. In the long run, it will be. Absolutely. So had you never experienced that and you're still on that gym today, passion-wise, you'd feel okay. But do you think compared to where you're going to be in your 10-year plan that you're better off where you are right now and what you're planning on doing? Not emotionally, financially. Oh, I know without a doubt I'm going to be better off. There you go. Hey, man, I compliment you for taking that loss, turning it around, and prospering from it. Because that's what we have to do, brother. And it, it isn't a one day at a, one, overnight success. It's one day at a time. As long as you're going forward, you're not going backwards. And like I talked about yesterday, it's not about the speed of when you get somewhere. It's going in the direction where you need to go. For sure. And you're doing that. Okay? Don't well, beat yourself up too bad. Well, it's, it's the old story of the tortoise and the hare. You know, slow and steady wins the race. And, and you mentioned that on the show Monday. Sir. Um, no matter how many times we, we hear that story, the tortoise always beats the hare. And you know why? Tell me. Stayed focused. 100%. He stayed focused on one path because the tortoise doesn't think about other paths. They think straight ahead. Right? And, you know, um, did, did you ever go to Northside Church back in the day? Yeah, I was okay. there. I was there with um, with Brad, and that's what uh, I was going to say. Yeah. So Brad had one thing he would always say: one one degree of separation. You remember this? Mm-hmm. And he would talk about relationships, but you can apply that to anything. If you're on a path and you get one degree separation from that path, whether that's a spouse or a career, okay, at the very beginning it doesn't seem like it's that far away, right? But a mile down the road, ten years down the road, you're completely off track. And that's why you got to stay focused. Well, and that's why your analogy of a captain in a boat um, setting off a sea was such a good analogy because at the end of the day, you have to have a clear vision for your life and for your future. Clarity, I believe clarity is the biggest part of changing your mindset. Um. Because if you're not clear on where you want to go, 
you're going to keep doing circles. That's right. It's your roadmap. And you, and you said this, it's your roadmap. You're not going to get to where you want to go if you don't know where you're going. And I tell you, like, <laughs> I tell people this, and it's a, it's a, it's a little dark, mm-hmm. and my wife even thinks it's a little dark. Hit me with but it. I, how I set my goals, my one, five, and 10-year goals is I wrote my own eulogy. And there you go. That, that's where I want to end up. And now I'm doing reverse engineering and working mm. backwards. Brother, that is not dark at all. That is one of the secrets to success, in my opinion. Yeah. It's what is your legacy, which is another the, episode I'm going to do later on. Well, my my personal, and we haven't talked about this, but my personal mission statement is to leave a legacy of impact. And the word legacy has always been, a, a key word in my life for, for several, well, all of my adult life. Mm-hmm. And it was because at my grandfather's funeral, the pastor looked at me, my, my, my brother and my cousin and said, you know, you're his legacy. You're the legacy he leaves behind. Mm-hmm. And I was so close to my grandfather and that's, and that word just triggered something in me. Wow. So that was the name of my, my gym was legacy. Awesome. My every, company that I've started somehow has the word legacy in it because of that. And it took me a long time to realize that my own personal mission statement is to leave a legacy of impact. I want to impact when I die, I want people to remember the impact I made on their life and that's it. Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's, so when I write my when when I wrote my eulogy, that's what I want people to say about me, and what I've done on this earth to reach that point. And so I've I work myself backwards ten year goals, five years and one year. Dude, I I don't think anything's dark about that, and I've never thought of it from a eulogy standpoint. Metaphorically, I kind of have right. But even at job, like I remodel um, large commercial buildings um, for a living. Mm-hmm. That's that's what pays the bills. Okay, and I use that same principle with business. I'm like, okay, when is our drop due our drop due date, dead date? Okay, okay, if it's this, that's the first date I look at. And I'm like, okay, in order to meet that, we have to have the fire inspection here, and we have to have the building inspection here, and we got to do this. And I work backwards. That's the only way to stay on track. You got to know where you're going, what it's going to take to get there, what can get in your way and work backwards. Because if you just try to say, screw it and figure it out, you're going to always find obstacles. Now I do preach that obstacles aren't necessary to be in the way of the path that you can use obstacles to be the path. Right. I've said that on a previous episode, Mm -hmm. but it is so much easier if you know where you're going, what it's going to take to get there, what you need to get there, et cetera, and work backwards. Right. And that doesn't mean things aren't going to change. But usually if you have that kind of mindset and things change, you already have an answer for it. For sure. Because you've already thought about it. See what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean things don't just happen, bro. Things happen every day. But if you have the confidence and the the right mindset, you're like, you know what? No big deal. Shift directions, do this, go around, figure it out. No, you have to adapt. I mean, life is going to throw you some curves and you've got to adapt. Um. And all and have a plan. 
plan on contingencies. A, a, a mentor of mine taught me that years ago. You always have to have a plan B, a plan C, and a plan D at least uh, because things are going to come up and things that mm-hmm. you're not going to have planned for, even though you think you have planned for every little thing, um, you're going to have stuff come up and you've got to be able to have a contingency plan that, and even if you haven't planned for it, adapt to it as fast as you can. Don't, don't let it throw you off. Well, do you, and, and I don't know, you know, I haven't seen you since like what, 1996, probably you know what seven. I mean? it was seven. Yeah. yeah. Since we went to school together and you were only there for a short period of time because you'd moved from somewhere else. Yep. So, um, like in, in my life, bro, like I've adapted to so much of this stuff that we're talking about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, when we were in high school, um, Zoom was doing something there. When we were in high school, man, like we, I felt like we had the best experience ever growing up back then. Now, you know, I've learned so much. I've adapted. I, I have done, I've had to start over so many times. Oh, I have too. You know, but every time I've started over, it's like, okay, here we, it ain't here we go again. It's okay, here we go again. Like I'm excited. You know what I mean? Because I've already learned what I'm not going to do again. Right. You know, the worst thing you can do is give up. It's oh, worst when, when, when you give up, you're done. Yeah. I mean, you've defeated yourself. And like I said last night, you know, most businesses fail because they're looking at when am I going to fail? <laughs> so all you're going to do is fail quicker. You know, I, I heard Ed Milet say this one time. He said, you know, I can't ever say that I'm going to quit on my business, but I won't quit for one more day. Hmm. And he wrote a book. It's, it's, um, I, I believe the title is one more day or just one more. So, something like that. It's, it's a great book. Um, but anytime you think you're going to have, you just want to quit, just hold out one more day. Sleep and on I it. bet, I bet you it gets better. And if it doesn't quit the next day or think, you know what? It wasn't that bad. I can do it one more day. Sleep and, on it. And, and see how long that, that, that takes you. I agree, man. And, and you know, let me ask you this, because, I mean, I don't know if you suffer from this, but I suffered from anxiety, okay? Mm-hmm. Still do from time to time. And we were talking about the game plan of knowing where you're going, where you're getting 10 years looking back. I feel like I almost mentally made myself do that to prepare myself to control my anxiety. Interesting. I feel like that was the tool because man, anxiety used to control me, Chad, like, dude, you have no idea. I'll go into that on another episode that I have coming up the details of it. Anxiety used to control my life, bro. And I had to turn around and say, okay, how can I use that anxiety? And I had a therapist, I think even a doctor say, man, you're 420 pounds. Like you're anxious about this and that and that and this, but you're not anxious about getting better. Right. Why? Why are we worried about it? 85% of the stuff we worry about never happens. Well, our head, you know, our head creates a lot of scenarios for us. And, you know, I wouldn't say that I have anxiety, but but my mental issue, I don't want to say mental issues, but my head will create create scenarios that 
stresses me out some. Mm-hmm. And maybe that that's that's anxiety. I don't I don't know. It can um, be a form of it. But you know, it's I'm a spiritual person, but I also believe that 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 could be um the enemy trying to derail me. 100% it is. So, you know, it's self-doubt. For sure. It's what the episode, I don't know and, if you got to catch the episode last week about, you know, um, we're our own worst enemy, monsters in a closet. That's what it talked about. Like, we can envision those, what you just said, okay? The crazy thing is, is like, you don't even see you saying it when you when you hear those things in your head. It's like it's almost coming from someone else, right? Yeah. And what it is is our own self-doubt that something created at some point that somebody said or some something happened and that's what tied into the word that I coined, I've never heard of it, called trauma manipulation, which is where you suffered through something, whether it was like a bad breakup or a death or just a bad experience in business. And that thing manifests itself and manipulates you when you start seeing a familiar situation. And then it turns into fear. Turns into fear. And, and fear's a liar. Fear is a liar. So, you know, and you just got to keep the faith in what you're doing. You know what path you're on. Only you are to blame if you succeed or if you don't. And I would always bet on the house, right? Absolutely. Oh, so, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to bet on myself. Do it. If you're um, not your own biggest fan, who's going to be? For sure. I mean, it's, you know, I'm always going to bet on me and my wife. Um, we, we say all the time since we met that we're, we're, we're better together. And, That's the way it's um, supposed to be. A, a relationship should grow one another. For sure. And I wouldn't be where I'm at today without her. And I'm a better person because of her. And it's it's also because of her that motivates me every day. She's your inspiration. For sure. 100%. Awesome. I feel the same way, by the way. Not about you, but about my I get wife. you. <laughs> Man, look. I love it, dude. We got to catch up again sometime. I mean, sure. this is the first conversation we've had. And we didn't even really have conversations back in high school. I think we might have one class together. But I've seen yeah. what you're doing on Facebook, man. I was like, this guy I want to get on. This would probably be a good session to get him in on. You know, so I appreciate you taking the time listening to the podcast. Appreciate you coming on and doing the recap with us. Tell us a little bit more about what you got going on. Uh, just let the audience know, you know, who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. So, well, first of all, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoy doing podcasts and and just having conversations about mindset and leadership and all that good stuff. So thank you for having me. Um, but yeah, so right now I am, uh, so I have my hand in a, in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to focus that a little more. Um, I have a video marketing business that, that, that I do and I also am building three different online courses. So, and, and the big one is that that's mine, that is my personal one that I don't have to partner with is Cheer Coaching Academy. Mm-hmm. And that's on YouTube. Uh, please go go subscribe if, if, you, if you know of any cheer coaches, whether it's high school, middle school, whatever, um, send them that way. I'm trying to build my audience there and as well as social media, Instagram, Facebook, all, Twitter, all of them. I'm also building with a mutual friend of mine, Larry Ballard, a um, insurance adjuster. Yep, insurance adjuster university. Yeah. So, so we can coach insurance adjusters, and also an insurance agent um, training course. So, 
I got my hand in, in, in a bunch of online education and, and just coaching and, and, and teaching. That's, that's my passion because, like I said, I want to leave a legacy of impact. And I think that this is my way of doing that. Man, I think that those are all good things and they're diverse, right? They're yeah. all the same thing, but not, right? Right. It's, and, it's, 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 it's the same tool, just different mm-hmm. audiences. So with the Cheer Academy thing, where can they find you? I know you, you mentioned the, the platforms, but what's the tag? Oh, it's all Cheer Coaching Academy. Okay, so it's at Cheer Coaching Academy. Yep, right. Cheer and Coaching Academy. What about the other online courses? Where can they find you on those? There's nothing there yet on those. Those okay. are still in, in, in pro, like, yeah, I'm, I'm farther along in my cheer course. Okay. Um, I've started the social medias. Uh, channels for the, for the others, but we're not posting anything just yet. Um, but with Cheer Coaching Academy, I'm I'm releasing one long form video a week and a short video um, every day. That sounds good, man. Well, I tell you what, when you get the other two off the ground and running, send us that information. We'll share it with everybody. Okay, I, I definitely will. And I, I think I made that. you a um, you're you're on our group, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So feel free to share any of your stuff there too, brother. Okay. We'll do, man. We're all in this to grow each other. And you tell Larry next time you talk to him, he owes me a steak. You got it. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on board, man. I can't wait to have you back. I'll reach out to you here in a couple of weeks, see what other episodes might intrigue you to want to come back, man. And look, man, um, I would apologize to you for what you went through, but we're not supposed no. to do that. You learn no. from it. Okay. You know, and right. I'll tell you this, man, I came up with, you know, back in the day when my dad got sick and we were going to church and stuff in high school, man, I got to preach one sermon one time. Nice. <laughs> it was one and, one and done, not for any particular reason, but it was on faith. And how many times the word faith was in the Bible and whatnot. And I, I coined a phrase that I've always believed in, man, and faith is about knowing, not yeah. just believing. I agree with that. Okay? All right, so you keep the faith, and what you're doing is going to touch people. All right, you're going to succeed, man. I feel it. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you, man. And until next time, man, uh, you stay safe, man. You too, man.